0: Plato, Miranda. <laughs> Hail to the king! Baby.
1: I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Zach left town.
0: Hello, folks, and welcome back to another Talking Evil Dead. I'm your host, Mitchell.
1: And I'm your other host, Dustin.
0: And today we're discussing Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 3, Episode 7. Seven already. Twist and shout. And, uh, boy, I, I don't know how to even start discussing this one without just prefacing it that this might possibly, just possibly be the best episode of the series overall.
1: Oh yeah. You think so? Huh?
0: I mean, it had, it it had everything that I loved, you know, about this series kind of culminate in, uh, in this whole, you know, just the way this went down, man, this, this, they're, they're taking plot lines that, you know, lesser shows or other shows would, Mm -hmm. would spend an entire season on like, you know, evil ash doppelganger right you know right. it's it's not hard to imagine a show stretching that premise that idea out and getting a couple episodes material out of that idea but oh yeah we're just blowing through these kind of uh, uh, story tangents you know um and, and so- that's
1: what makes it such a good show is and, and really that's what does make a good show I know we've we've had like you know the lost and all those other shows out there that just drug out for seasons and would have all these questions and never answer them or start plot threads that would never get resolved. Here you have plot thread resolved, plot thread resolved. Same for another show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think when we were texting to each other about this episode, you know, that's what I related to. This season as a whole is just because it's so much better and you can tell there's a new showrunner at it.
0: Yeah, they, I mean, there's a lot of changes, but I, I'm thinking they're all for the the best right now. Because Absolutely, they are. We had a lot of predictions about you know what was to come, what with uh, uh, the um, unexpected departure of Kelly and possession of Kelly, uh, and you know, I, I had to wonder for a moment what the purpose of giving Ash the dagger back yeah. was, and and. Part of me thought maybe it's a fake dagger or something, but, you know, I, I think they've made it kind of clear now that Brandy has to die um, by the dagger, or, or Ash has to die by the dagger, you know? Yeah. Um, for some reason, it is also necessary to kill the Chosen One, is what it seems. Now, uh, we, we got kind of that come full circle with, with Kelly... Um, Hanging out, you know, with Ash and, and trying to steer Brandy around throughout the episode. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I thought that was something that they could have drug out for the remainder of the season. But um, it even seems like that that is, is winding down.
1: That yeah. Thread. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean. You've got, you know, so much shit that's going on, and that dagger, to me, I think what it's doing is it locks people into this this dimension. You know, Kelly's there, and that kind of leads me to believe that, you know, anybody stabbed with that dagger, you know, because with the ending and everything, that they end up there in this dimension.
0: Yeah, that's true, but now let me ask you something. Did um, Brandy's... Friend that was with her in the first episode who died, um, she didn't get stabbed by the dagger, did she?
1: No, 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 no. They no. didn't have the dagger yet,
0: and and she was there. If you remember, the first person that looked in, uh, uh, oh, that dimension saw her. Remember, I, I think that was. Well, that's like, a
1: good point. That's Pablo a good point. Well, somebody then,
0: looked in that. So I think that where, my theory. I think that where the the dead people are are trapped right now. Is meant to be like either the afterlife or some kind of nether world where, you know, the evil is obviously residing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't know about you, but right off the bat, we're going to jump around talking about this episode so much, but I, I got a Stranger Things vibe from oh, this, yeah. this upside down esque <laughs> afterlife kind of place especially yeah. with the the creature that made you know the mouth clicky sounds uh-huh. it's like uh, that's that's like the current trend right now is creepy creatures that speak in clicks apparently
1: yeah yeah which is funny that you mentioned that because I saw a quiet place and the creatures there do the clicking sound too
0: well it's it's super freaky right now <laughs> just imagining a being that communicates in this Insect like chirping, clicking sound. But, yeah. you know, I didn't, I guess I didn't see it coming for some reason that this episode would almost kind of start a new story thread here with uh, Brandy wanting to go to the dance, her school yeah. dance. And still trying to do normal shit when evil's about, which well, and not I a think good it's, idea.
1: It's kind of like she said, she was trying to. Uh, feel the Miss Privet situation out and see what she could do about it. I I think that there's still some hesitation there, even after what all she's seen, that maybe Miss Privet isn't a bad person, that Ruby is actually a good person. So she's trying to feel it out, but it really backfires on her.
0: Well, yeah, as, as we kind of expected. And, you know, I think Ash is even a little bit too lenient with what he allows Ruby to get away with here. Yeah, um, but you know we we made some predictions about what you, what we might see with this um, aged up <clears throat> demon baby, um, and I think I at one point had said you know I'm all for it being an evil Bruce Campbell, which oh, yeah. uh, for for a brief moment there you know when he was naked and like standing up and stuff I thought oh who did they cast you know to be like the the younger kind <laughs> of Bruce Campbell lookalike. but no they they just. Threw expectations out the window and went with, not oh, be straight up a clone of Bruce Campbell. Yeah, <laughs> you know he he is Ash for all intents and purposes. Except he's got this kick ass flesh meat saw attached to his arm, which Ruby immediately makes him cut off and get rid of.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of sucks. Saw,
0: I saw some uh, people talking online. You know, about oh man, they just wasted a, a perfectly good meat saw like that and Yeah. I, I hope we get to see it, you know, in action. No. <laughs> Who knows? We, well but.
1: we gotta see it in action once when uh when baby Ash kinda used it to saw through the door. I mean it was a badass little thing, it even sounded like a saw. Uh, I was surprised that they didn't go forward with that. I was like, you know, if you want him to be a copycat, yeah, that's what you're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to cut off that that meat saw.
0: <laughs> exactly. It, it's um, it's just an oddity, I guess, that you know the show would do something like that. Now, there's also a scene involving um, Pablo and the one knight of Sumeria who I guess are just left in the basement to like yeah. <laughs> look at the ruins or something i i don't don't know what they're still doing there i haven't
1: even bothered to translate it or whatever (laughs) i haven't even bothered to remember her name
0: i don't know if her name was explicitly (laughs) stated i'm sure it was once but it might
1: have been but now
0: (laughs) what really surprised me though about this scene is that we had you know kelly uh outright communicating with pablo and telling her about this deception and possession and um, I, I'm super glad that that plot thread was sped up. I, I didn't want to see too much time wasted on evil Kelly, you know, messing with the team. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is cool. Cause I mean, it really does kind of bog everything down and we've only got, you know, at this point, three episodes left and we got to just move this story along as quickly as possible at this point. And I think that's kind of why it moves so quick. And why by the end of the episode you're like, oh, my God, I want more, is because of the way it's filmed and the way the story is. Uh, they just, they're just they getting through so much material, and it's fucking awesome, because they do such a good job. And I'm glad that we got rid of the Kelly thing. And I really like the confrontation between Kelly and Pablo as well.
0: Well, yeah, and, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that. I mean, I'm glad it did escalate to a confrontation level, but it seemed like for a moment there he was almost going to, like, Completely ignore the fact that he just spoke with Kelly and and (laughs) confirmed, you know, her death and everything. Um, I I did find it hilarious, uh, the uh, theme of their school dance, a midwinter night's dream. Yeah. A (laughs) good play on a midsummer night's dream.
1: Yeah. Uh, This is a good play on the Shakespeare thing.
0: And and it was kind of
1: like, because doesn't he quote a little bit of Shakespeare at some point during this episode?
0: Oh, God, I don't... Possibly, but I would imagine that, you know, he'd put his own stupid slant on it.
1: Well, you know, you got you got this evil Ash that's running around killing kids, and they conveniently have to make Ash go through the back door because the cops are there. Uh, it was just—I really like the play that Bruce Campbell has with this. You can tell he's, he's having tons of fun being the villain.
0: Exactly, and and that seems to be uh, what they created this whole episode around was the idea that, you know, ashy slashy, we're finally going to get to see him moving through the creepy school at night, cutting up students. And uh, uh, it's pretty wicked.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because they get get with the horror element. That's something I've noticed with this season is the horror element that's just been really on par and just straight down. When they get the horror going... It's kind of creepy and scary. And then when they get the comedy going, it's funny. It's a good balance this season.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, Bruce Campbell really loves playing the villain. Watching him be this, like, <laughs> weird, bizarro version of Ash uh, was was a nice change in pace, you know, from yeah. what we've seen this season. And um, they continue to throw new scenarios at us. um, you know back in season 1 we wondered okay how are they going to keep this formula you know going and sustainable and 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 up the ante so to speak every week yeah. and you know i so far i felt like they're doing a pretty good job keeping it all fresh we've got this episode honestly felt like you said like uh one of those horror movies or, or anything because it's your typical horror movie scenario where it's a high school dance and Uh, You know, the music is just too loud to hear all the chainsawing and and (laughs) students screaming. Um, Even when, you know, people start running through the freaking dance floor, people are still, like, partying and not understanding. (laughs) Um, And I I totally thought that, you know, Ruby's little passion play uh, memorial to Brandy's mom and friend, like, in the middle of the thing, it was all so perfectly scripted, like... Of course. Um, I, I was I was super glad to see that, you know, Brandy, again, did the right thing and, like, um, wouldn't turn on Ash. Yeah. Um, she she continually proves herself to be, uh, you know, more than the annoying um, sidekick, pretty much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think when she was brought in, I kind of moaned a little bit and groaned and was like, come on, why do we got to do this? And even at the beginning of the season, she was a little bit annoying. But as this has progressed, man, her character has grown on me. I really like her. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this this episode was hard in particular because of what happens.
0: <laughs> right. Speaking of callbacks, there was a great uh, scene, you know, when Ash is kind of stalking about in the school. Um, he notices, like, the trail of blood and everything. And we got yeah. kind of like an Army of Darkness-esque uh, a montage of him, you know, prepping to go into battle. And yeah. I love, I flat out love that his his battle prep now includes the use of uh, sticking in a cup. <laughs> yeah, smart guy. <laughs> he's oh, he,
1: enough uh, with that shit.
0: Absolutely. He's very sick of uh, <laughs> uh, any of that, you know, because he knows that evil plays nasty and unfair. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. He's, he's fought it enough. He should know. I should have had this cup the whole fucking time. In yeah, fact it was,
0: it was uh it was the episode when he was in the uh uh cryo the the sperm depository where the uh-huh. uh lady for the magazine grabbed his junk. Right? Yeah. So yeah. that just that just happened. <laughs> so he's already learning.
1: Exactly. He's trying to make sure that he's not having to play catch up every fucking time.
0: Totally. Um so you know, and I I thought the uh the confrontation between uh, uh good ash and bad ash happened pretty quick and uh, yeah. this cop comes in and you know sort of slows things down by mistaking ash for the killer and there's a lot of stuff in uh in the middle of the episode with ruby again trying to be very manipulative and, and mm-hmm. testing brandy and of course you got evil kelly there it's like also Open trying to sway shit and I just thought like Ruby's whole plan is so convoluted to <laughs> to to make yeah. Brandy hate Ash. You know, she's like faking people's deaths and she literally cloned Ash to frame him for like some grisly murders. And uh, yeah, it, it just it all seems very convoluted when she could just like you know get him on the toilet or when he's jerking it or whatever or yeah sleeping. But <laughs> yeah, but but I think you're on
1: to something that it had to be done with that dagger. And I think that's the big thing about it, because she even pointed out that, you know, Ash is a demon. He's got to be killed with his dagger.
0: Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, she was very much into trying to get Brandy to, to take him out with the dagger.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, it was, it was a good plan, but it went up in smoke when Ash just straight up blew evil Ash's head off. Which was pretty funny. He was like, you missed. And he was like, ah, boom. It it really, it was at one point, I'm like, are you serious? That's it? Okay, I expected a bigger fight. And I I guess I should just learn to know that, hey, it's not really about the bigger fight. It's about how the fight really ends (laughs) and never begins.
0: Yeah, so, you know, like you said, it's over so quick that it's like, I, I almost feel like I wish they'd have gotten a little bit more mileage out of this evil Ash uh, character. You know, I mean, we see him uh, uh, interact a little bit with Ash, and, and they, of course, have that fight scene. But, man, he's, he's really off real quick.
1: Yeah. You know? And I think Ruby was a little surprised because the look on her face is like, Are you fucking shitting me? It's like she should just learn to not fuck with the prophesied one. This is just the way it is. Uh, so she gets pissed off and she ends up killing Brandy, which was actually <laughs> quite surprising to me. I was like, "That's a fucking bummer."
0: No, yeah, I, I, I don't even know like how to describe it because we we expected things to happen to Brandy, uh, possession, whatnot. Um, becoming the next chosen one. Killing was also in the mix. We we'd, yeah, you know, thought about yeah. that, but now that they're introducing the idea of <clears throat> these dead characters are going somewhere, maybe just maybe they can come back to life. You know, and I, I imagine don't,
1: that's what's, yeah, that's, what's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't imagine that, uh, has uh, gone for good just yet. Um, and you know, I, I, Looking back on it now, I guess I can totally see the setup, what with a couple more episodes to go, that that this would be the time where they take her out. But I totally expected, you know, after the dagger hits and uh, uh, Ash kind of embraces her, and it's it's actually a very sad moment, I thought. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Because it just came out of nowhere, it feels like. Uh, I thought the
1: drama, the music was good.
0: Oh, I thought the episode was going to end, you know, with Ash kind of moaning and the camera pulling out, but Yeah, so did I. When it when it flickers and shows, you know, how she's in this afterlife that's it's there, but it's also not there with, you know, the living people. Um yeah. really cool and and she hears that that monster and man, like you said the the music was so good, the blue oyster called great choice. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you can put that song in almost any freaking thing, but uh, <laughs> it just it it worked perfectly here, and uh, I, I was listening to that song a whole bunch afterwards.
1: <laughs> so, what do you think? I mean, here's here's my thing about this whole afterlife thing: is that you know, there's a good possibility that it's really making it hard and cheapens to me. I, I don't want to say it cheapens it, but to kill a character off and to keep bringing, you know, them back, it really, there's no danger there. There's no, there's no immediate threat that these guys aren't coming back. I mean, last season we had Pablo die. Now this season it's Kelly and it's probably pretty obvious that they're going to bring Kelly back. Um,
0: yeah, I, I can see your point, And that was always an issue that we'd had from, you know, the very first episode with them yeah. introducing these longer term characters as this is not typically a franchise that has anybody that sticks around besides uh-huh. Ash, right? Yeah,
1: and for Kelly and Pablo to have made it this far, it, it really is a miracle because they had to bring Pablo back, and Kelly's dead now. Well,
0: okay, <laughs> they, you know, they're doing a good job, though, in setting up reasons for these characters to stick around. Yeah. Uh, for instance, giving Pablo his brujo powers. thats Absolutely, that, yeah. That gives him a grounding in this world and, you know, perhaps equal footing with Ash. Um, So this season, I think, is going to be about, you know, giving Kelly some kind of thing um, to make her special and stand out as well. Um, There's no saying that, you know, by the end of this season, um, we won't see them writing new pages for the Necronomicon or, um, like, rewriting the Necronomicon's pages to show two chosen ones or something, you know. Yeah. They could really do anything with the, the official, established um, canon now, yeah, you know? they could,
1: and they're doing a good job of referencing the previous movies and stuff. So I, I wonder where we'll go from here, especially with Pablo and his powers. I imagine that's going to become, you know, he's definitely already imbued like this, this kind of stronger aura about him already, which is kind of awesome.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, he struggled a bit, uh, in this, this, Kelly fight this episode. Yeah, yeah. He basically would have died had she not run out of bullets. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> but uh we're still waiting for him to come into his own. I can understand him, you know, obviously not being prepared to fight Kelly, what appears to be Kelly. Yeah. Um and plus, you know, as long as her body is healed and in working order, there's always a chance she could return to it. Um no telling what's gonna happen to Brandy. Or her body, specifically. Um, yeah. And let's not forget that, you know, uh, Ash's dad has already come back as a ghost for yeah. seemingly no reason, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, there, there's true. obviously some some exploitable loops <laughs> to get around death in this series so far.
1: There's the Ash versus Evil Dead loopholes.
0: So, you know, maybe we'll see more of uh, uh, Brock turning up uh, in this upside down afterlife place and and assisting uh, Brandy and and or Kelly. Um, We know he's already taken, you know, a liking and an interest in Brandy. So, yeah, maybe he can show up there and help her out a little bit um, until Ash and Pablo are able to, like, open the rift and pull him out or something.
1: Well, I think uh whatever is in the rift there is definitely what we're gonna have to fight at the end. what we'll see do you think come that's the giant the giant thing hmm, yeah, well, at first, I always for some reason, I thought it was gonna be uh the ash baby the the evil ash I thought he was gonna end up growing and turning into this because of his mouth and stuff, and I was like, it's kind of similar to that thing, man, he's gonna end up like growing big or something it's gonna get all crazy. But then I saw kind of like the outline of this creature and the way it moved and I was like, "Oh shit. I was like, that's what's coming out of there and it's going to get big."
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's more likely and uh I still it's up in the air as to when we could see that. I I'm imagining that's like pre-season finale, like episode 9 maybe. Yeah. I imagine
1: it'll come popping out at the end, and they're going to be like, well, fuck, and then it'll end.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe, and then that would take you into the season finale or something. Uh, Yeah. It's hard to say the show moves at such a fast pace, we could be, you know, done with this Rift storyline by the next episode.
1: We could, yes, absolutely. And I imagine we will, because I have seen... Uh, bits and pieces, and it looks pretty interesting, to say the least. I think uh, we're going to see some traveling over into the Rift, perhaps, and, you know, that would be awesome. I'd like to see more of this place, and uh, hopefully it all turns out great, because I think it will.
0: I'd love for the season finale to end off with uh, Ash, Kelly, Pablo, and Brandy. Um, You know... Somewhere else in time or in another place, um, you know, just just to get a nice change of scenery and um, yeah, give them something else to do. You know, um, we could see more of like the history of the Necronomicon. Maybe put them in like way early history. I don't know. They they can do a lot of crazy shit. You know, I feel like they're they're only scratching the the top of the barrel of crazy shit.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I hope they kind of end it on, on almost, uh, you know, at least a good note, at least something that says, hey, you know, they're all right, they'll be fine. If you don't ever see another episode, you know, this is how they live their life. So hopefully we get we get more out of this character, because this season just been phenomenal, hands down. Since episode one, I've noticed the tone change, and it, it, I just really enjoyed it.
0: It seems like, yeah, they're, they're working towards building more of a sustainable cast. Um, Yeah. You know, Ash, Kelly, and Pablo are already solidified as, you know, the anchor points of the show. Um, I don't know how long they're going to keep Ruby around. Lucy Lawless is a villain. Uh, This could be her last season, perhaps, and and maybe next uh, season and or movie and or nothing will either get uh, a new (laughs) lead lady villain or... Uh, nothing at all because it'll be canceled.
1: (laughs) Well, we know there are other dark ones, so it's a good possibility they'll show up again.
0: Sure. Yeah. Maybe the one that's inside Kelly gets out, gets another vessel, uh huh, and then goes on to be the next villain. Um. Maybe the other dark ones get out, and you know they're dudes, so they can cast whoever they want. They can get uh, Ted Raimi back in there. There you go. (laughs) And they should. And they should.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. More Ted Raimi we have the better.
0: Uh, yeah, put that on a shirt. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Put it out sticker. there and sell it. Uh
0: yeah, so I I don't know, man, that I'm just really digging this season and hoping that, you know I, I just keep hearing about declining uh ratings despite, you know, being one of the most highly pirated shows yeah online um you know download it if you have to if you can't see stars but for god's sakes buy the dvds buy the blu-rays if you can find any merchandise from this show support it by buying it
1: (laughs) yeah well i think there's some hope there and i think that's why we saw season one and two kind of land on netflix because it might have come out you know maybe stars have been talking about i mean we knew there was all that pushback and maybe stars wanted to see how season one and two would do, and hopefully, you know, I've I know I've rewatched seasons one and two on Netflix just to give it that you know extra attention, and it's a really easy show to binge as well. So go binge it on Netflix because if it maybe they'll have a nice little partnership there if this doesn't work out at stars.
0: It's possible, and you know, if uh, if it's down to just Bruce Campbell playing Ash. Um, that's great. You know, the Ramies don't have to be involved. Um, everyone who has been involved in the past, uh, doesn't necessarily need to be there anymore. I think they've done a pretty good job at passing the torch and kind of establishing how this evil universe is going to work moving forward. And and they just need to run with the idea. And, you know, like, like we, like we said, I think in our last episode, um, Establish some kind of rule for this uh, uh, chosen one and savior. It can be Ash for as long as Bruce Campbell's willing to play him. But if you want to keep this thing going, you know, you're going to have to uh, pass the torch, so to speak. And whether that be the Brandy or Kelly or whoever, you know, I I think this universe can persist as long as there's badass characters. I mean, I could see a sequel that takes place, you know, 30 years in the future where they're still battling it out with evil and it stars uh uh Pablo as like this aged just pissed off <laughs> Brujo dude who's like you know he he remembers Ash very fondly and uh, you know cherishes their time together but he's just so pissed off at evil and jaded now that he's you know not the Pablo we know in this TV show iteration like there, there's a lot of cool ideas that uh could work on many levels, not just for the hardcore fans, but maybe for the uh, casuals who just happen to pick up a copy of the DVDs or whatever and watch them. I think everybody could get a little bit of enjoyment out of it.
1: Now I just want to see an aged Ray Santiago talking and reminiscing about Jefe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, man, I was there with El Jefe. I saw the chosen one. I saw the final battle go down.
1: He jumped on that monster's mouth and shot a shotgun shell right into it, and then <laughs> dove in headfirst. Uh, and when Ash dies,
0: <laughs> finally, and like in, in the cannon, it's gonna be in like the ashiest way possible. Oh, um, I hope so. O- I hopefully,
1: and you, it'll be fun. It'll be awesome. It'll be like, yeah, that's the way Ash would go out. I think that Bruce Campbell probably has an idea. And I'm surprised nobody's ever asked him that question. If you ever get asked ask Bruce Campbell any question, be like, "Well, how do you think Ash Williams will die?" Because I'd like to yeah, hear that answer.
0: Or, or just <laughs> like, is there a a plan in place, or is there an idea in place to maybe have Ash die one day? Like, no. <laughs> have you guys given that consideration? Like, give us anything on the on the topic of passing of the torch. As far as the franchise goes, yeah, maybe, maybe someday we should try to get Bruce Campbell himself on our uh, podcast to interview him. How about that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Call his agent. We'll we'll get it booked up. I
0: don't know if he's coming to a convention near you sometime. (laughs) Oh, there uh, is
1: Days of the Dead coming. I need to check out and see what's going on with that thing. Maybe they'll have some.
0: Let's go get a a video cam and microphone and shove that in his face and be like.
1: I bet he'll love it.
0: <laughs> we do a podcast, please tell us all this.
1: <laughs> as the security's dragging us away,
0: <laughs> as the security's dragging us away, we'll be screaming, "Check our Facebook at Talking Evil Dead, talking dot com. Go to the website for all the updates. I'm going to tweet from the prison.
1: absolutely.
0: And that's that's the brilliant way you work in your plugs. Wow. Absolutely. segwaying that was good. out because yeah we'll, uh, we're we going to be back next week in the following weeks as we wind down this season of uh, Talking Evil Dead Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 3 loving it as we go uh, we'll be back for more until then I've been your host Mitchell
1: I've been the other host Dustin
0: and we hope to be back very soon talking some Evil Dead at ya Klaatu Murata Hail to the king! I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now: Jack and shit. Jack left town.